Well, a lot of us, or all of us, had to try to make the best of a bad situation uh, during those early days of the pandemic. I tried to cut my own hair. It didn't work out very well. I'd never owned clippers before. I certainly never cut my own hair before. Um, and it was okay. There were some bald patches there. Some of us actually got up to some pretty cool stuff, some pretty successful stuff. Um, bartenders, of course, were one of those professions that were really left out in the cold for a while. Bars were closed uh, for long periods of time in many parts of the country. Uh, it was time to try new things. One great example is Vancouver's Caitlin Stewart, who turned to social media to teach anyone interested on how to recreate some of her bartending magic at your very own home. And it turns out she managed to reach a far wider crowd, and I mean a far wider crowd, than would ever be able to sidle up to her bar. She now has more than 300,000 followers on her Likeable Cocktails TikTok account, and one of her posts on the usefulness of a twisty bar spoon, and I confess I had no idea what a twisty bar spoon was for until I watched it, now has more than 160,000 likes. Here it is. Now, bar spoons have many uses. They're not just for stirring down cocktails, and there's a variety of them out there in different shapes and sizes. I'm gonna show you one of my favorite uses for the spiral bar spoon. It's practical, but it's also kind of a party trick. So one of the reasons for the spiral handle design is so that you can pour carbonated beverages down it without them fizzing over. It also takes the soda all the way down to the bottom of the glass with minimal loss of carbonation. And there you go, a fun cheeky way to pour down your spiral bar spoon. Cheers. Ah, oh, it's been a perfect recipe for success, stuff like that. Caitlin Stewart joins me now from Vancouver. Caitlin, thank you so much for your time tonight. Hey, Ben. Thanks so much for having me on. Appreciate it. So how how did this happen? Were you just sort of sitting thinking, hmm, I wonder if I made a TikTok video about, about uh, cocktails. <laughs> this might be a good idea because it's harder than it looks, I think. You know, it's it's one of those things that, I mean, listen, social media has absolutely taken off the last couple of years, I think, partially due to the pandemic because we have a lot, we had a lot more time on our hands. So uh, creating videos that I could engage with, you know, my regulars that I wasn't seeing anymore on a regular basis um, is what kind of started it all. And then I found a bigger audience. And, you know, like you said, the power of social media, one random post kind of takes off and a whole bunch of other people started following along. And here we are now. <laughs> yeah. Did your regulars get upset that all of a sudden you had all these other people at your bar, so to speak? <laughs> thing of it too right it's it's these people that i you know used to see on a maybe a weekly or monthly basis and now they they, they drop me notes all the time and they're like hey i tried this recipe i tried that recipe or oh I, I read an article or i saw you on this and it, it's rather entertaining to be honest <laughs> yeah it sounds it uh, how was it at the beginning was it a bit hit or miss as you tried to figure out um what to do and how to do it yeah most definitely i mean like you said you social media is is kind of very saturated sometimes oversaturated at times so for me, it, it wasn't really about the views and the likes and, you know, all the followers. It was just the content that I was putting out there. I've been bartending for 17 years and I enjoy what I do. I love what I do. So if I could, you know, impart some of that wisdom and what I've picked up over the last 17 years with other people and make it a little bit more accessible. Um, and now people can actually make decent cocktails at home and do some fun tricks and show offs to their friends. And it, it was about the quality that I was putting out there more so than anything. Yeah, what have been what have been your greatest hits so far? What are the ones that have really obviously the one that we just played about the twisty bar spoon, which I knew what yeah. the spoon was for. I just didn't know what the twisty was for. Uh, you know, just, uh, in my own defense, but yes, uh, any other greatest hits? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's sometimes it's the the ones that really surprise me or the videos that I put up, and I'm like, I don't know how many people are actually gonna you know try this out, this new technique. It's a little bit more advanced than what I would normally do. So there's been a few times where I've put out some uh, clarified milk punches, or I've 
fat washed a spirit with like bacon grease or sesame oil and they really took off and you know they're like in the millions of views and you're like what the heck okay all right we got a lot of people out there that are bacon fat washing uh whiskey sours and and loving it so it's great (laughs) was there uh i mean you must get a lot of feedback as well because people can instantly react to what it is that you're doing they can try it at home and then you hear whether it's been a success or not because i imagine some of this stuff does take practice Oh, for sure. And like, like I said, like doing it for 17 years and, you know, I, I've been very lucky to travel around the world and do what I do what I love and doing it now from the comfort of my own home is, is a lot less taxing, but uh, it's nice to impart that wisdom that I've kind of picked up throughout the years. And honestly, I think people now appreciate the, the art and the craft of, you know, cocktail making a little bit more. Um, it's kind of like when, when I watch cooking shows and I'm like, oh my gosh, the, the work and effort that it takes to put into one single dish now people kind of see that on the other side and they're like, oh, okay, no wonder that cocktail I just had maybe cost 15 or $18. <laughs> so the appreciation factor is great. It's because it happens so fast, I think, because you're, you're so skilled at it that it looks like magic because it's happening quickly, right? It's always um, unlike maybe a meal that you, I guess, cooking shows you would see. But yeah, I've always been impressed. It's, it's when, you're, when you're at a bar and you're watching a mixologist, so to speak, um, yep. make a drink for you, just how... Uh, just how quickly it's done and how much how precise the work is you know it's uh yeah it takes takes years to get there but uh it takes years to get there but it's 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 a a skill and a craft that i love that's kind of the reason why i've stuck with it for as long as i have uh it's great fun i thought i thought and i'm probably completely wrong about this um but has there ever been sort of a a code amongst like magicians where you're not really supposed to give away all the trade secrets that's part of part of the allure (laughs) i mean I'm sure there's some old school bartenders who, who have that kind of that thought and notion. Um, well, I don't know for myself, I, I'm not a big fan of gatekeeping my secrets. So even for like younger bartenders that, you know, uh, have come to me and asked for advice along the way throughout all these years, I am very apt to offer up any tidbit of information to help them on their journey um, in this, in this world that I love so much of cocktails. So I, I love to offer up any bit of information. I mean, there's some trade secrets, you know, like a grandma's secret sauce or something uh, that I might keep to myself. But for the most part, I give it up. <laughs> <laughs> is it uh, is it tough to come up with new ideas all the time? I mean, it's uh, I, I think you know, for anyone who has to be in the creative in the cre- content creation business, it is sometimes tough to come up with ideas. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's one of those things where you're kind of always drawing inspiration from lots of different things, whether it's you know music that I'm listening to or a dish of food that I just ate, um, you know, you're trying to grasp little bits of information it, or inspiration, sorry, but also it's one of those things too, where you're like, you kind of have to see where the trends are. So if people are really into, you know, spritz style cocktails, cause it's summertime, you kind of have to start to hone in on that. Or if somebody really wants to learn how to make, you know, a proper martini, you kind of hone in on that. So it ebbs and flows, uh, quite a lot, which is, makes it a little bit more interesting for me. But at the same time, yeah, it, it, sometimes you draw a blank and you're like, I don't know what to do today. <laughs> <laughs> do you get requests? You must get requests. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's so funny because um, I put up a, a kind of ask me anything the other day and I had so many people asking for the perfect dirty martini recipe. And I was like, wow, I guess dirty martinis are coming back in fashion because I've had more requests for dirty martinis than anything in the last month. So I'm going to have to start on that one. Yeah, what is the key to a dirty martini? Not too much olive juice, is that, is that right? Well, I mean, that's the thing. The martini is such a personal cocktail that it's really hard to give, like, one recipe, you know? Because, like, for me personally, I'm like, the more olive juice, the more saltiness, the... <laughs>
I think we may have lost Caitlin Stewart oh, ever so briefly. Did you get me oh, back? she's back! Yeah, she's back. She's back. I'm Apparently, here, the, who, the 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 guard, the gatekeepers of the perfect dirty martini were had you, you cut know? off there before you, before you spilled another Yikes. another co- cocktail secret. They're listening. Um, so, what are some of the things that you that you've had the most satisfaction in showing people how to do? Because it it, it you know a good drink. There's a reason why they taste great uh, when you go at a not quite as not quite as great depending on the drink, but not quite as great when you make them at home. Yeah, you know, it's really fun to teach people how to make cocktails, um, you know, with egg whites even. A lot of people are so afraid of using uh, raw eggs and drinks. And so trying to, you know, break away from like, don't worry, it's, it's not terrible. It's not bad for you. You can actually do this and teach people how to do it properly. I think that's kind of the, the biggest wow factor for somebody to make a, a cocktail at home with an with a egg white in it. Um, so that's, that's always kind of fun for me to do, but then also doing like the really cool, like old school recipes, like you say, like a milk punch and you're clarifying an entire cocktail through milk and people are like, I don't understand how this works, but it did. And that's kind of cool. So, (laughs) yeah, it is. It's, um, oh, our technical producer, Phil was saying lots of ice is one of the keys. Is that a good, is that a good one? Absolutely. You know, ice is our friend. Ice is what brings us dilution. It brings us chill and it brings all the ingredients together. I think a lot of people, when they're making drinks at home, they only put a couple of ice cubes in a shaker or in their mixing glass. But the key is more ice, the better. That's always because when you open up the freezer, you only have two little ice cubes left. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So have have you gone back to your to your to your pre-pandemic position or have you taken up this full time? Well, you know, I I kind of had to adjust like many people. Um, so I kind of shifted gears and I, I'm a full-time consultant. So I get to help oh. on lots of different projects around the city and actually around the world, which is fantastic. Now that I'm oh. able to travel again, too, which is great. Um, so, yeah, I've kind of taken on the job of a full-time consultant. So I get to uh, create beverage pro- uh, uh, programs and different cocktail menus for many different places around the world, which is awesome. Oh, congratulations. And you still get to keep in touch with your regulars because they see you on social media. Exactly. It's it's the best of both worlds, I tell you. <laughs> uh, you've bartended all over the world. Before I let you go, um, I've been to I've, I've been to lots of been to lots of places. Kyoto, Japan, I thought had the coolest bars in some strange way because it was so uh, the bartending there was so precise. But uh, where yes. was your favorite spot? I mean, anytime I get to watch a Japanese bartender work their magic, it's literally like watching a conductor, you know, conduct an orchestra. It's so beautiful. Um, One of my favorite places that I've ever been to, um, yeah, Taiwan is another amazing um, city for cocktails. And uh, Sydney, Australia is top notch. They've they've got some amazing bartenders and uh, their their programs are incredible. But honestly, every little piece of bit in the world, every every place has a special spot in my heart. So it's hard to pick just one, but they're working magic around the world. And, and just a preview, what's up next for Likeable Cocktails? What can we expect on the next uh, on the next video? Well, I mean, it, it is summertime almost here in Vancouver. I feel like the sun is starting to come out a little bit more. So, you know, we're getting into those summertime cocktails, like you said, the spritzes and the sangrias and, you know, all the mojitos one can handle. So uh, I'm going to be doing a little more summertime cocktails as soon as that sun peeks its head out. There you go. I hope it does soon. Caitlin Stewart, thank you so much. Congratulations on uh, on a great mix. That's fantastic. Cheers.